Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Happiness Created, episode 15. I'm Cecilia, your host, and today we're going to talk about feeling lovable. If you are someone who has ever felt that you're not worthy or that you're not lovable or you've held back in situations, this episode is for you. Before we get into it, let's do a little catch up. I actually just want to share one of the most amazing thought work wins I think I might have ever had. So as you've heard on the past few episodes, we have a baby, or as I've mentioned, and he is seven weeks old now, and he is a baby. So he communicates by making noises that sometimes sound like cries, sometimes are very sweet little coos. But the crying has been interesting to watch with my toddler. I mean, babies crying, we're all geared to respond to that, right? It's supposed to elicit something within us, and it elicits that in my toddler. And at the very beginning, when he was a new baby, she really reacted very poorly to his crying. It was a really big deal for her. It made her very upset. She started crying. We had this conversation that crying is how he communicates. And so now you can watch her. She can see him crying. You can watch her brain. And she usually then says crying is how he communicates. And if it's a particularly sad cry, it still upsets her, right? The point is not to that she doesn't feel or that she doesn't react. But the point is that she understands maybe more about it. And I feel like this is just such an example of our thinking around something. So previously she, she's two and a half. So she was probably just likely thinking like most of us, something is wrong. The baby's crying. And now she has this other thought that she can offer herself, this other truth in the world, which is that he is communicating because that is how he communicates with all the noises he makes, right? Sometimes cries, sometimes not. And you can watch how this thought provides a whole different experience for her. And I'll follow this up by saying, I don't coach my two and a half year old. I don't do it with my partner, my husband. I just don't offer that as a service or I'm not going around offering them coaching. But looking at how a different thought can really impact someone can be amazing. And in this case, I'm really happy that we did offer her this thought that crying is how he communicates or the noises he makes. That's how he communicates with us. So that she can have a different experience of his communication, of his babyhood. Because it certainly feels a lot less stressful, I think, to her right now than it did before. Okay, so there you go. Sometimes I just look for proof of how thinking about something really does change how we feel about it. And that's your example. Actually, let's provide one more around babies because this is kind of the land I'm in right now. If you know someone who's had a baby recently or you yourself have had a baby, at least in the U.S., you have a lot of doctor's appointments at the very beginning, lots of check-ins with the pediatrician to make sure that the baby is thriving. And our little dude has been thriving and gaining a lot of weight. And it occurred to me in the doctor's office when they were actually calculating how many ounces he had gained each day because they were impressed with it that weight is one of these things too. Otherwise, we go to the doctor's office and if we gain weight, it's taken with a whole different attitude, right? There's a different conversation, but with a baby, gaining weight is a really great thing. And that's just because we have different thoughts about it, right? I have different thought about my baby gaining weight than perhaps I have about myself gaining weight during pregnancy or during a normal 
day-to-day thing. So that's just another example of how we think about something really matters how we feel about it, right? Gaining weight, the circumstance matters how we feel about it. Okay, let's get back to feeling lovable. Maybe come think of them in your own life because I think it's really interesting to start to notice them and it can really increase your self-awareness when you start to notice, oh, I'm having this thought and that's why I feel this way about this. Or noticing in other people, they're just having a thought about this and this is why they feel sad about it or happy about it or think it's a good thing or a bad thing. Little tangent. (laughs) So feeling lovable. That's what this podcast is about, right? Being happy, feeling better in your life. So when people say they want to feel happier, they want to feel better, or they want to feel less stuck, oftentimes it's wrapped up with something like, I want to feel lovable, valuable, worthy. And I think most of us can get on board with that. Those are things that we want to feel in our life at our core. So I am a general life coach, which means that I'm not specialized in something like weight or relationships. And so overall, what I do is I help people use their brains to powerfully create whatever they want in the world and how they feel in the world. So this is who they are, how they are what they see, what they feel. And we work towards all different kinds of results. So like I said, instead of just focusing on, for instance, relationships, people might come to me because they want to feel different in their job, or they want to be better with time management, or they want to love their body more, or they want to lose weight. And so I see this in many different ways, because people and I come to me with different reasons, and I work through all these different things or all these different starting points. But ultimately, most people at the root of whatever's happening is they want to feel more lovable and more worthy. And I'm not going to say that this is 100% across the board, but I feel like most of the people that I have worked with and am working with, there is some element of feeling worthy deep down in their own bones or dealing with some feelings of unworthiness that they've had. So I think that that root is important to know that it's something that is shared. So if you feel alone in feeling unlovable or unworthy, know that many other people are dealing with the same thing and that many other people are, this is kind of the root of whatever else, but their struggles are coming up. I'm not sure that made sense. But anyway, if you're struggling with something like feeling like time management in your job, there might be some element of this in there, even if you can't name it. And one thing that's interesting with this coming up so frequently or being tied into so many different presentations in our lives is that many of us put feeling happy, feeling loved, feeling worthy, feeling valuable outside of ourselves. And as with so many other things, this is what we've been taught, right? That someone else makes us feel lovable or worthy. And we give this power over to other people. We put it in their hands. So we either say that someone can make us feel lovable or something can make us feel valuable or worthy. And for that, I'm sort of thinking about like maybe a job promotion or degree makes you feel like you're finally worthy or you're finally valuable or having a certain thing, reaching a certain status in life helps you to feel that way. And for lovable, it's often in their person. Other times it can be we feel lovable or we will feel lovable if and when so-and-so happens, right? So if a person chooses me or I'm married or I have kids or my mom says this thing to me, then I will feel lovable. And I mean, just to backtrack, kind of one of the premises of this podcast is that our thoughts create our feelings. And lovability is being lovable is a feeling, So you can actually connect to that right now. So what does it feel like to feel lovable? You maybe, if you're not driving and you're not walking, you might 
close your eyes or cast your gaze down or soften your gaze and just connect with that feeling in your body. And so it is a feeling, right? And nobody else can give us that feeling. Nobody else can make us feel lovable. So the first major point about lovability, or I guess the first one was that it's the root of many of the other things in our life. The second point that I want to make is that feeling lovable and worthy and valuable are within your power, even though we generally give this responsibility and power to other people. So the first truth around this is that it is within your power to feel these ways. But in fact, I'll go so far as to say that feeling lovable only comes from you. And so that when you're feeling unlovable or you're feeling like being lovable is just outside your reach, outside how you're actually, how you actually are in the world right now, it's because you're having a thought about it. And this thought was probably also inherited. We have this concept that other people can make us feel lovable, but then also that we will be lovable when we achieve certain things or we are a certain way. So some people, I was raised as a female and so in the US, and I was raised to think that I was lovable if I looked a certain way and I weighed a certain amount. And that was, my lovability was tied up in that. I also have some things about what degree I should have or job or whatever, those were in there too, but let's focus on perhaps how we look. And I believe that when I weighed a certain amount or I looked a certain way, that then I was lovable. And those were given to me by society from my family, but they are things that I continue to enforce in my head and that made me feel unlovable because I wasn't that way or I didn't look that way. I wasn't the right size. I wasn't the right kind of person. I didn't wear the right things. When we give this responsibility away, it means that we never actually will feel lovable. So when we're looking outside of ourselves while simultaneously having these thoughts, it's a recipe for never actually feeling worthy and lovable. I think that's a really important point. So we're almost, you're never going to achieve what you want. You're never going to feel this way, this feeling of lovable, this feeling of worthiness. If you're looking to other people while simultaneously having thoughts and beliefs that mean you're unlovable, you'll just never reach it. So when you start to take responsibility for your, for creating this feeling for you, suddenly it becomes achievable. So one thing you need to do is you need to release the responsibility for you feeling lovable from other people. So no one else is responsible for making you feel this way or helping you to feel this way. And I know there's probably going to be pushback around that. And there are feelings of love that you experience around other human beings, but it's because you're having a specific thought about that human being. It's not that human being's responsibility or something they explicitly did. It's your thought about it. So if you start to take responsibility, what does that look like? It looks like identifying the thoughts that you have that create feelings of unlovability. I'm not sure if that's a word, but we're going to use it and starting to shift and change them. And so the third point I want to make is that this change from feeling unlovable or feeling unworthy to feeling lovable as a person or worthy is a process. And it's something that takes time because so many of these beliefs are so deeply ingrained in us and they've been part of who we are for a really long time. So if you're someone who is struggling with feeling like you are not lovable, the first step is to maybe just accept where you are right now, that this is something that's coming up in your life. And then the second is to start to bring your awareness to the thoughts that make you feel unlovable. Starting from the opposite side is actually really impactful. So maybe start to, you can do this right now, or you can do this later today, or maybe later this week, but tune in to the thoughts you have that make you feel lovable, that you could have that make you feel lovable. So when you do 
feel that way, what is happening in your brain? Or when you feel unlovable, what is happening in your brain? What's the thought that's coming up? What's the belief? And writing them down can be really helpful. Maybe even doing what's called a thought download around being lovable. So all the ways that all the what ifs your brain presents or wins, like you'll be lovable when or you'll be lovable if, writing all those down so that you have a list and you can start to systematically kind of work through them and access beliefs that um, that you believe step by step. <laughs> I'm using a lot of the same words in here, so hopefully it's clear to you. So for instance, I said that I felt like I wasn't lovable unless I was a certain size. And so that would have been on my thought mode. Like I need to be X size or weigh X amount to be lovable. And then I can go through and see like, do I believe that? Uh -huh. Do I actually think that's true? Maybe not for me, but for another person. Uh -huh. And I could actually say in my brain when uh -huh. this was happening, like, I think that people are lovable at all sizes. Maybe not me. But like people in general, I think they're lovable, like their lovability is not dependent on their size. So that was a thought that I can actually insert into my brain really easily because I already believed it. So every time it came up, like you're not lovable or they don't like you because you're not, you're not skinny enough, you're not thin enough, you're not pretty enough, I could insert in there, people are lovable at all sizes, which felt a little bit lighter to me than the thought of I'm not lovable at this size. And then I can I slowly or you can slowly start to move it closer to you so it's more personal. The reason why we generally can't go from I'm unlovable at this size to I'm perfectly lovable at this size is it's just not it's not something our brain believes and repeating something that your brain doesn't believe over and over again won't help you believe it. I cover this in the positive thinking episode, but just to a quick touch on it now. In order to change your thoughts, you have to start with things you already believe and work towards the ones that feel inaccessible right now. So again, for me, I couldn't believe that I was lovable at that size. It had to start with other people are lovable at any size. And then I started to shift it closer and closer to home. So I started to play with the idea of like, maybe I could be lovable at different sizes. And tuning into the emotional shift within me or the bodily feeling is a way to know if you actually believe a thought or not. And so getting from feeling unlovable to lovable to feeling better is something that you can actually start doing today. It's not something that this isn't something you have to hold on to and suffer with forever but it's something that you need to take responsibility for. So you need to say like, I'm responsible for helping myself feel lovable. I'm responsible for letting go of the thoughts and beliefs that are leading to me feeling unlovable. And then engage in the process of shifting. I will say some of these beliefs, you can actually just notice that you believe something entirely different, like people are lovable at all sizes and apply it to yourself. Other times, it's more of um, like a ladder or a stairway to get to those thoughts for you. So you need thoughts along the way. But know that you can feel lovable. There are a couple truths that I hold in the world is that everybody is lovable and everybody's worthy of love and just because they're humans. And it's really beautiful to extend those to myself now because for a while I believed them, but I didn't extend them to me. But I know that you can do it because I've helped other people do it and I've, I've changed myself as well. I, I believe it now. So if you're someone who lovability just always feels like right on the other side of a comment or an action or something you need to achieve, and you can also change lovability out for like accomplished or successful or things like that. If you're somebody who always feels like it's just out of your grasp, 
know that it is within your grasp. All you have to do is start bringing your awareness to your thoughts. Start feeling the feelings that don't feel so great right now. When you have the thoughts that you've identified, create some safety for yourself in that space and then intentionally create new thoughts. This process that's creating safety, building awareness, feeling feelings, and thinking intentionally is a really powerful four-step process that I use over and over again with clients. And it's something that I'm using in this group coming up to start to shift your self-concept if you're in the group, right? So if you want to change your self-concept from somebody who is unlovable to somebody who is lovable, or from someone who is not successful to someone who is successful, this is the process we would go through and a process that you can do by yourself or you can do in a coaching space that gives you the power to feel exactly how you want to feel on any given day. And it sounds really simple and it is pretty simple. It's not always easy and it does take work. So that was that third point that this is a process, this is a practice, and it's something that really can be, you can do it by yourself, that can be really helpful to have somebody else calling in these beliefs and calling in the thoughts that you're having because they do feel like news. So I know that you're all lovable. If you're listening to this podcast, you are lovable. You are worthy exactly as you are right now. You don't need to do anything different. You don't need to lose weight. You don't need a new job. You don't need to move to another place. But you need to start believing that about you. And once you start believing it about you, you'll start feeling that way. And then you'll have the superpower of knowing that you're lovable right now. And you'll feel free to do so many other things. All right. That's all about lovability. If you have any comments or questions, please reach out, send me an email. If you're interested in doing this work, like I said, there's a group starting. If you listen in real time, it's starting later this week. So make sure to send me an email about that. I'd love to have you there. And good luck, right? This is, it's a really powerful work that you're doing. But if you choose to engage in it, know that you can feel exactly how you want to feel in your life and in the world. And that changes everything. Thanks again for listening. Fun to catch up and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B-Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K.com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.